0: I've been able to add more colors, sizes and even prints and they're still at closeout prices so go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now use your promo code and you'll get my king size only $39 a set queens $35 full $29 and twin size just $25 order now once they're gone they're gone for good I'm excited to announce that you've all made MyPillow 2.0 a huge success. And with your amazing support, we've been able to expand MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. And to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our Percale kill bedsheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout out prices. Use your promo code and you get my king size for only $39 a set. Queens, $35. Foles, $29. And twin size, just $25. I'm interrupting in this commercial to let you know that we've received the last two shipments of these percale bed sheets and because of this I've been able to add more colors sizes and even prints and they're still at closeout prices. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now use your promo code and you'll get my king size only $39 a set queens $35 full $29 and twin size just $25. Order now, once they're gone they're gone for good. And now, Lindell TV brings you The Stone Zone with legendary Republican strategist and political icon and pundit Roger Stone.
1: Welcome. I'm Roger Stone. It is a a rainy day here in South Florida. That's why I'm wearing my Roger Stone did nothing wrong t-shirt. And uh, some of the most shocking news that I have seen in terms of future election interference is a power grab by the Biden administration through the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, to uh, grab control of the internet. For the first time in the 40-year history of the internet, uh, the federal government is seeking to control content and to do so in the name of equity. Let me explain this. Since they have lost their grip uh, and they no longer have a monopoly on political discourse uh, within uh, the social media communities. Uh, That's because of the valiant uh, and brave actions of Elon Musk, who has not only to some great extent ended censorship on Twitter, now known as X, but also very forthrightly published the records of the intelligence agencies and the federal government's uh, pressures and manipulations, not that they needed much pressure, uh, to censor uh, patriots Uh, on the internet prior to the election. You all recall the way the information regarding Hunter Biden's laptop was suppressed uh, on that website as well as Facebook, suppressed uh, by Google, suppressed uh, on Instagram, suppressed essentially everywhere. Well, the deep state is losing their grip. So now what they seek to do is censor at a higher level. This is the most dangerous development I've seen in terms of the uh, chances of a free, fair, honest, and transparent, uh, a non-manipulated election. Now, many conservatives say uh, that these new regulations, which have already been approved, I believe, uh, earlier this year by the Federal Election Commission, will surely be challenged in court, uh, and that surely the Supreme Court, which has in the past uh, supported net neutrality, will overturn them. Uh, These are the same people who say that they're not worried about the epic tsunami of lawfare against Donald Trump, uh, and that surely the Supreme Court will step in, either in the DC case or in the South Florida documents case, or in one of the most outrageous cases of them all. The Fulton County case, or perhaps even ultimately uh, in the cases here in New York, or that the Supreme Court will ultimately step in if Donald Trump is, as I expect, uh, illegitimately barred from the ballot in Colorado, a decision that should come next week. Now, uh, so far, the Supreme Court has disappointed. 21 individual attorney generals asked them to intervene in the last election regarding the status of mail-in ballots and other irregularities, uh, and that did not happen. It's extraordinarily rare that 21 state attorney generals petition the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court choose not to hear their complaints. So uh, I still find this to be extraordinarily dangerous information. We are going to keep you posted on it. Uh, The status of the Republican Party is, of course, of great interest to me. Uh, we actually saw former Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who I still think is a uh, a dangerous presence, uh, a compromiser, an appeaser, uh, a running dog for the Una party, uh, having a lot of influence uh, in the caucus. I was happy to see uh, Speaker Mike Johnson, who initially, when he was just a House member, said there was sufficient evidence for the uh, articles of impeachment to be voted for, uh, uh, for Joe Biden. Uh, then there was some information in which he said that he did not think that, inf- that there was sufficient evidence. Now, he's put out a bold statement saying that there is. Uh, it's time to get on with it. In the meantime, I think Kevin McCarthy continues to be a malignant influence uh, on the caucus. Joining us now, I hope, uh, is uh, David Giglio. I first saw him on Laura Loomer's terrific show, Loomer Unleashed, and I had to invite him here to talk about his challenge to Kevin McCarthy.
2: Well, Roger, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and you hit the nail on the head, you know, taking Kevin McCarthy's gavel away uh, isn't enough, he is absolutely a malignant presence on the Republican Party, and he's and he's working against President Trump. I mean, he's been working against President Trump his his whole career, despite what he portrays uh, publicly. I know about Kevin privately, so yeah, we we got to get rid of him.
1: You know, he is his great strength, as you know, was as a fundraiser. Uh, he knew how to manipulate the special interests for literally billions of dollars, uh, but he used that money. Uh, in Republican primaries to block strong America first candidates like J.R. Majewski in Ohio, like Mike Crispy in New Jersey, uh, like Laura Loomer in Florida. Instead of boosting candidates who were committed to President Trump and the America first agenda, he used his enormous financial resources to block those candidates. Uh, Far more interested in whether a member would vote for Kevin McCarthy than whether a member would support the America First agenda. Uh, I have to believe uh, that he's a prodigious fundraiser in terms of his own behalf. And California has this unique jungle primary system in which you don't have Republican and Democrat party primaries to select your nominee. Everyone runs in one primary. And then the two top vote-getters face-off. Uh, David, tell us how that works in your case.
2: Well, yeah, so uh, California has this jungle primary system, and it was it was implemented, actually, you know, Schwarzenegger is the one who who signed this, but uh, it's really benefit to the Democrats. The Democrats kind of felt in a lot of districts, they can get two Democrats at the top of the ticket, but you're exactly right with what Kevin McCarthy did. He actually did it against me. I ran in the 13th district last time, and Kevin McCarthy funded um, he didn't, he wasn't sure I would vote for him for speaker. He's probably right on that. He was right on that, but he, uh, he funded a man now who's in there and who has been one of the worst, uh, Republican freshmen, I think of all time. He's voted for open borders and amnesty, but yeah. So in California, we don't have the traditional GOP democratic primaries. It's a, it's a jungle primary. Whoever gets the top two votes, you advance to the general. So it could be two Democrats. It could be two Republicans. It could be a mix. It's really interesting. Um, It's kind of frustrating at times, but uh, it makes a lot for Kevin to be able to play. But Kevin doesn't actually believe in anything. And and you hit the nail on the head. A lot of people were complaining when Kevin uh, got ousted rightfully from the speakership about all this money he raises. Every dollar that Kevin takes in comes with strings attached. All you have to do is look at Kevin's donors. He's getting that money not to advance President Trump's America First agenda, but to stop it. They're giving it to him so he goes into primaries and he sabotages candidates like J.R. Majewski, Laura Loomer, and Joe Kett. That's what that money's for. So I look at the top dollar that Kevin brings in, and it doesn't impress me because I know what it's being used for.
1: Yeah, it, it is. Uh, he is the, a master of optics. I will give him credit for that. So uh, at just the right time, he puts out a statement that he's going to open uh, a an impeachment inquiry. Not not vote articles of impeachment. It took Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats approximately five days to fabricate charges twice against President Donald Trump when there was no high crime or any misdemeanor that merited uh, impeachment. Uh, but again, it was all shadow boxing. It was an inquiry. An inquiry is not moving articles uh, of impeachment. What do you make of this? This altercation, I guess that's the only thing you can call it, where it appears that he physically attacked a Tim Burnett, uh, a, a member of the caucus. I mean, uh, is this guy out of control?
2: Any guards on right now, so in case Kevin tries to uh, come in this video. But so uh, it, it goes with who Kevin is. Listen. Kevin has been a man consumed with power. Kevin has wanted the gavel his entire life. And and he, quite frankly, he was willing to say and do and promise anything to get the gavel. And for him to be deposed as speaker, the shortest serving speaker in history by members of his own party, he's got to be, his world is coming crushing down. And same for the California Republican Party, you know. He had craved this p- control, and he owed his power to President Trump. I mean, Kevin is a man who tried to become Speaker in 2016, but he was rejected by the Republican caucus, and everything he owes is to President Trump. And, and so, yeah, I mean, he's out of control. He He's lost it. He's, he, he's probably a broken man, um, but this was everything. You know, there were delusions around here amongst the California Republican Party that Kevin was going to be a presidential candidate one day, and uh, so— we we have dodged a bullet that getting rid of Kevin McCarthy as speaker was just the start. Now we have to get rid of him from Congress because his influence is so powerful. He has been collecting money for a long time, and he is using it to create his version of the Republican Party, not to help President Trump and not to, to do the things he says he do, starting with the impeachment of Biden. He was never going to impeach Joe Biden. He was going to drag it out until 2024 and then use the excuse that it's too close to a presidential election and we can't do it.
1: Well, fortunately, his master plan was defeated because once it was clear that he could not hang on as speaker, he really tried to insert his right hand man, Tom Emmers, who is uh, to the left of uh, most Republicans in that seat. Fortunately, uh, people like me, people like Laura Loomer uh, and others uh, warned uh, the alarm about who Emmers really was. Emmers knowing of President Trump's uh, weakness for flattery, uh, tried to flim-flam the former president into believing that he was a great supporter and great uh, Trump Republican. Fortunately, the president completely and totally saw through that (laughs) without a strong definitive statement. So Kevin's, uh, that was kind of his third power grab when it appeared that the House Republicans were stalled I think he tried to make a comeback uh, as a candidate himself. Once he became clear that wouldn't work, he tried to foist Emmers, who's one of the most obnoxious members of the caucus, uh, on us. And of course, fortunately, that failed. You know, look, I'm a great believer in province. I'm a great believer uh, in divine intervention. Uh, Mike Johnson is by no means perfect. No one is perfect, only only he is perfect. Uh, but based on what I've seen so far, and I have some disagreements, I generally speak that we have dodged a bullet and we have at the right time uh, selected the right man. Tell me your view of Speaker uh, Johnson so far.
2: No, I absolutely agree. You know, listen, uh, Kevin created a mess by not delivering on his promises, by not passing single subject appropriation bills like he was one of his deals. He dragged it on. And so he put Mike Johnson in a difficult spot. But you're exactly right. I mean, Mike Johnson, I think, is the right man right now. Nobody's perfect. Um But he's talking the talk and he's walking the walk. I mean, he got rid of Kevin's. He's already gotten rid of some of the most troublesome members of Kevin's little minion crew. Uh, You know, Kevin, very tied to Sequoia Capital. Kevin squashed the investigation to that. Sequoia Capital is a Chinese CCP-linked firm. They get all their backing basically from the Chinese Communist Party. And Kevin, they're one of Kevin's biggest donors. And he shut down the investigation when he became speaker. And Mike Johnson has relieved the person responsible for that, of his duties. And Tom Emmer is Kevin's bulldog. Uh, He was the one who carried out the the vision to go out and take out those America First candidates. And, And so Mike Johnson is a guy who believes in the Constitution And is going to restore it. And faith is very important. You know, I grew up Catholic. I've gone to Catholic school my whole life. Faith drives me every day. And we need people like more people like that in government that aren't just motivated by personal gain and ambition and desire for power. Because that's what Kevin is. Kevin lives for power. And that's why you see him lashing out now. It's been taken away from him. And he can't handle it. And so, you know, Mike Johnson, he's he's doing what he's got to do right now. And I think he's going to prove to be much more better of a man than Kevin McCarthy and leader than Kevin McCarthy ever was. And an ally for President Trump. Because I don't know if you know, but me and Laura Loomer worked, helped expose. I mean, Kevin McCarthy's been helping raise money for Donald Trump's opponents uh, for the last two years. For, for, yeah, for the last two years. He He has no intention. That's why he won't endorse Donald Trump because he doesn't want Donald Trump there. He wanted to be more powerful than Trump, and now he's not more powerful than anybody, except, you know, maybe Frank Luntz.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, the whole Frank Luntz thing is a mystery. I, of course, know Frank Luntz. Uh, I've known him for many years. When he was uh, uh, 18 years old, he wanted to be a Reagan delegate uh, from Connecticut. Uh, He played footsies with the Bush people as well, of course. Uh, But uh, as soon as Reagan... Uh, one half of the Connecticut delegates, uh, Frank wanted to be a a delegate. And unfortunately, um, I had to use uh, the delegate seats uh, in my strategy to tie up key constituencies within uh, the Republican Party. The old uh, establishment WASP party, the Country Club Connecticut Republican Party, firmly behind uh, George Bush. George Bush was, of course, Although born in Milton, Massachusetts, uh, he was he grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut. His father, Prescott Bush, was a U.S. senator uh, from Connecticut. Uh, he was also a partner at Brown Brothers Harriman, uh, where he made the Bush family fortune uh, as Adolf Hitler's personal banker. Yes, you heard me right, uh, Prescott Bush and the Z- Union Bank financed the armament of the Third Reich. Uh, Prescott Bush ran for the Senate in 1950. Uh, He was favored to win. He lost that contest when at the last minute, uh, Drew Pearson, the most powerful columnist of the day, uh, exposed Prescott Bush and his wife for being major donors uh, to Planned Parenthood. Uh, This did not play in an overwhelmingly Catholic state. Uh, Most people, particularly in the 50s, understood that Planned Parenthood was just a cleaned up version of eugenics uh, and he lost narrowly. Uh, Then the senator he defeated, Brian McMahon, uh, unfortunately died creating a special election for that seat and Prescott Bush was elected to the US Senate in 1952. So the Bushes had a lot of political real estate in Connecticut. Uh, I, in the end, put together a campaign uh, in 1980 uh, in which we carried three of the six congressional districts, uh, which was a shock to the Bushes. Uh, and uh, we held our own among the at-large delegates. And I think Connecticut broke down 16 for Bush, 15 uh, for, for uh, Reagan. Uh, Frank uh, actually, sadly, uh, was reduced to tears when I told him that he could not be a delegate uh, to the 1980 convention. Uh, I'm uh, not a great fan of his polling. Uh, Most of the Republican professionals that I do respect, uh, Tony Fabrizio, probably the number one pollster uh, in the country, now working for one of the pro-Trump PACs, uh, John and Jim McLaughlin, other contemporaries of mine, Uh, working directly for the Trump for president committee. I don't think, I don't know anyone who methodologically uh, has a high regard for Frank's polling, uh, but the National Republican Congressional Committee, under the control of Kevin McCarthy, uh, indirectly, um, has literally paid Frank tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars for polling. Uh, Look, I, I think Kevin McCarthy's straight. But uh, I keep hearing that they're roommates uh, in D.C. Uh, and let's face it, that has to be the single worst toupee I've ever seen. I mean, it actually looks like Frank Luntz has a Danish stapled on his head. It's And his clothing is embarrassing. Well, you would think, given all the money he's made off the party, he could get a better rug and a better uh, David Jiglio sit right there. Uh, we're going to be back to talk about your campaign, try to raise you some money and talk about the issues. Uh, I'm Roger Stone. This is The Stone Zone, and we will be right back.
0: This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com I wanted to get in here and uh, interrupt this great show by my great friend, Roger Stone. And uh, what we have is we have the best special ever, exclusive to Lindell TV, and that is we have the, the, everybody knows the towel sets, right? That's a six-piece towel sets. If you go down to the radio podcast, we've got, um, we've got our, right there they are, he's $29.98, we're closing them out. We're closing out the towels. We have our new Shapir long stable, our new design on the right there. Those are, that we're, those are on sale too, but what the exclusive for, for uh, our listeners and anyone watching Roger's show here, uh, you get, there they are. We're closing these towels out. Once they're gone, they're gone. They're only, I believe there's three colors left, six piece towel sets. This is what I wanted to do to help out all our great hosts here. And, uh, Roger's one of the best. So use the promo code STONE and you get it for $29.98 for a six pack set. Otherwise, you call this number 800 858 0402. Use that promo code STONE. Uh, my operators are standing by. You're helping my pillow. You're helping yourself with these great products. And you keep watching Roger's great show here on Lindell TV.
1: All right, folks, I'm Roger Stone. If you're just tuning in, this is the Stone Zone. Please go to MyPillow.com, and when you do, use promo code STONE. Promo code STONE. Take advantage of that amazing special on towels uh, that Mike Lindell himself just told you about. But whether you uh, go to the uh, revolutionary new MyPillow 2.0 or the dog beds or the pet blankets or the men and women's moccasin slippers. There are many, many great products at MyPillow.com. Helps support our programming here, helps support Mike Lindell, helps support Frank Speech Television. Uh, So it's a win, win, win. All right, we have just a little bit of time left with our guest. Uh, David, uh, how much is it going to cost you to beat Kevin McCarthy, and where can people go to give you money?
2: Well, you can go right to my website at davidagiglio.com and contribute there. You know, everybody wants to focus on how much money Kevin has. um, And and they say, oh, Kevin's got $20 million. Kevin's got this. That is not really the the issue. We need to just raise enough money to make sure that everyone, when they get their ballot, knows who we are and knows what we're about. This is one of the reddest. This would be a deep red district in a deep red state. It is the base. It is a MAGA seat. And so we're confident that if we raise enough just to make sure everybody knows who we are in the ballot we can beat him because he's not a popular guy. He's popular amongst the lobbyists and the people that have money, the the elites, but the actual voters who cast the majority of the ballots do not like Kevin even in his own district. Uh his, we we've polled this plenty of times this area of California. He's about 1920% of people that view him favorably which which is embarrassing they've just never had an alternative option so You know, and even if Kevin, I I think he's mulling, you know, he came out and said he's going to make a decision after the holidays. Even if he retires, he'll throw in a surrogate that he's going to fund that is going to be Kevin McCarthy 2.0. And quite frankly, this district and this country deserves better because we need people that are going to go to Washington and fight alongside President Trump when he wins next year and not hold him back, and make sure that his entire agenda gets implemented. That was the biggest failure of the Republican Party after the 2016 election, is that too many cowards made up its caucus, and they stopped President Trump from doing the things that the American people elected him to do. We can't have that again.
1: All right, David, I'm afraid we have to leave it there. Folks, please go to davidajiglio.com. We put it up on the screen for you. Thank you, and God bless you for entering the Stone Mm -hmm. Zone.
2: Thanks for having me. See you soon.
1: All right. Hot off the presses, folks. I just did a very hard hitting interview with Kimberly Guilfoyle. It just went up online minutes ago. We're going to bring it to you right
3: now. I do. Thanks. You know what I mean?
1: He's very very courageous. Uh, He's he's one of the few people who can speak extemporaneously for an hour without notes and, and never lose your attention. He's a phenomenal debater. I'd love to see a, a Kamala Harris-Tucker Carlson debate.
3: Bloodbath. That would be
1: fun to see.
3: Can oh, my God. I actually might feel sorry for her. I might be at like for five seconds go, oh, God. Like, it's like a car crash. You can't watch it. You know what I mean? Because she would just get Destroyed. It would be just so brutal. But then they'll call him racist because you can't come prepared to a debate against a black woman and like not give her a layup and let her beat you. It's just banana thinking. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I
1: do uh, The other thing we have, of course, that is now, I think, growing imponderable is the candidacy of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, before we test him in the polls, we got to be sure that he really gets on the ballot in enough states to theoretically win 200, and 70 electoral yeah. votes. That is an extremely difficult, expensive, time-consuming, labor-intensive, uh, arcane system. Uh, he's sure to be challenged, by the way, uh, in his applications, either by Republicans or Democrats, or both, uh, but if he theoretically gets on the ballot, I am now persuaded, based on what uh, a lot of polling that I've seen, that he does poll disproportionately uh, from Trump voters,
3: mm-hmm. and that's
1: because Trump voters don't know his position on the climate change hoax. They don't know his position on abortion. They don't know his p- position on uh, reparations. Uh, they know him with only only through the frame of reference of his uh, favoring sealing our borders, uh, favoring uh, uh, or being skeptical about shipping more money to Ukraine, uh, and of course his position on health freedom, not to the extent that the voters do know him. They only know him through the prism of those issues, and they don't have a fuller examination of his entire record. For example, his support for Hillary Clinton, not once but twice, his support for Barack Obama, his support for Bernie Sanders, his support for Gavin Newsom. They they don't know these things. Look, I have respect for him, Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think at heart he is still fundamentally a progressive Democrat.
3: You're a thousand percent right, because people have just skimmed the surface, Roger. They haven't done, you know, the deep dive to really, um, you know, equip themselves with the facts and understand where he stands on these very important policies. But I do think with a little bit more, you know, very brief and quick voter education, those issues can be flushed out pretty quickly to uh, really diminish and dilute his you know, kind of popularity and uh, the enthusiasm and supporters.
1: Here's what we'll tell people early. Most people don't know this, but at the time you file to get on the ballot as an independent, and most of those filing dates are in July and August of next year. At that time, you must name your running mate. They go on the ballot with you at the same time. So where does Robert Kennedy go for his running mate? Does he go right? Does he go left? Uh, uh, he, he he has the potential to pick somebody who helps him, but there's also a high possibility that he'll select somebody that is a turnoff to Trump voters. Uh, it, it's a it's a very delicate and difficult question.
3: It's interesting. Uh, I'm very
1: anxious to see who he picks.
3: Well, yeah, I wouldn't like him to pick somebody like Tulsi Gabbard.
1: Uh, she's an independent, she's very attractive, Uh, but who knows, she might be on Donald Trump's short list. We don't know.
3: We don't know. (laughs) Interesting. All right, so let's talk about this. Recent polling, my friend, okay? Is there anything that stands out to you, Roger, where, you know, Trump can grow his support and base? Because we've got to like run up the score, get even more votes, so there is no issue the next morning. Ugh, I don't want to wake up like that again <laughs> um, so that we can say, OK, mean, this thing you, is over.
1: You mean there's no issue 10 days after the election while yeah, they're still too. counting votes? That too. Um, look, here's what's interesting about the New York Times-Siena College poll. Uh, Siena College methodology is quite solid. Also in the Bloomberg, um, uh, I can't remember their full name, the, the Bloomberg Financed uh, poll, morning Mm -hmm. consult poll, morning consult. Yeah, their technology, their their methodology is also very solid. Both those polls showed some interesting things: real gains by Donald Trump among African Americans, real gains among Donald Trump among Hispanic Americans, yes, real gains by Donald Trump among younger Americans. Uh, In the New York Times poll, given the average of the six swing states, Donald Trump was actually leading among black men. 49 to 46, uh, if he ended up with 22% of the African-American vote, that would be record-breaking, that would yeah. change the entire continuum. Uh, the last Republican uh, to do well with African-American votes, believe it or not, was Richard Nixon who got about 33 and a third percent uh, in 1960 running against John F. Kennedy uh, and then came back and got almost 28% running for re-election. No Republican has hit those high watermarks. The candidate who got the most black votes since then was Donald Trump running for his first term. Uh, and then, in all honesty, I think the campaign needs to talk more about his uh, his incredible record of criminal justice reform. Yes,
3: that's uh, the, true. The
1: First Step Act, the Second Chance Act, uh, the fact that under Donald Trump, uh, black unemployment in this country was at the lowest level in our history, where he quadrupled the funding for historic black colleges. Uh, he has a great record uh, of bringing prosperity to that community. Uh, and uh, frankly, in the next campaign, we need to talk more about it.
3: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think with suburban women, and such, I don't write them off. And also, you know, African American women and Latinas, School choice is another big issue that moms care about. Um, but I'll tell you something: he did 34% of the Latino vote. You know, last week, which was amazing. You know, really strong. And you know, when we were in Hialeah, you saw it too—a a big um, Hispanic community and Latinos and Cubans and all of the above. If he can get 40% in just five of these states um, that are very important, he wins that election hands down. And I believe he can do it. And that's why I think it's so important to do, you know, the outreach in uh, my community, I see it. And people like him, they have the same values, the traditional values of the Conservative Party. The Democrats have just trashed them and taken them uh, for granted for far too long. It's like the first campaign around about the forgotten men and women. Well, it's like the forgotten uh, Latinos and Hispanics that the Democrats took for granted for so long. So... You know, my message album is we're not taking for granted. We want you. We have your same values, principles, beliefs, uh, belief in the family and, you know, and traditional viewpoints, America first, hardworking, yeah, American dream. And so, you know, that's what we have to be, the party of inclusion. And to circle this all around full circle, you know, the RNC needs to do a better job of paying attention to that, too, with all that damn money.
1: Uh, I was going to make that exact point, which is uh, uh, you have to be out in the community. You have to ask for those votes. If you're not asking for those votes, if you're not making the case as to why those voters are better off off voting for Donald Trump, you're not going to win those votes. Everyone likes to be asked. It's one of the key precepts uh, of politics. I think Trump's uh, potential to make even deeper inroads in those traditional Democratic communities is very real. Let me tell you, this New York Times-Siena College poll this caused hysteria in the Democratic Party. The, the, they were apoplectic when they looked at those numbers. Uh, and uh, they can pretend all they want. I don't know any professional Democrats who think Joe Biden is up to this race. Yeah. They've seen a uh, decline uh, in his cognitive skills. Uh, how about uh, on Veterans Day when he, he didn't seem to know where he was, where he was supposed to place the wreath? I mean, it was, it's, it's embarrassing. I actually, I feel bad for him. I really do. It's elder abuse at this point.
3: That's what I said, Roger. I mean, what kind of family is that? I, uh, it's awful that you allow someone to be like that. He legitimately is like one slip and fall away from like near death or being out of this race. But I don't know. And, and to kind of talk a little bit about what we were talking about with Kamala and everything. I don't think they I think they know she can't win the election. She can't win a race against Trump. So I feel like they have to really try to push Biden across the finish line um, against Trump because they feel like that's the best chance they have. And then what? He's able to step down gracefully and they just hand her the presidency? I mean, how terrifying is that?
1: Well, that's kind of the nightmare scenario. Let me be very clear. I don't I don't wish this on him in any way. But what if Joe Biden, given his advanced age, should pass away between now and the election? It'd be very hard to deny her the nomination, uh, and that is an electoral disaster oh, for God. the Democrats. Again, I'm not, I'm not praying for that. I'm not asking for that. No, it's I'm very clear sem-
3: you're not. It's you're not. just trying to talk about different scenarios. He is. Hey, listen, what they insure you over what age they insure you for? Like one day, you know what I mean. You just never know when it's going to happen or what could happen. You know, to any one of us. But bottom bottom line is, I think they are. They have a real predicament on their hands. And I think they're obviously, as your insiders have said, very concerned about his health, uh, his well-being. that it is a precipitous decline, that it is uh, noticeable. Um, and it's just like a, one march each day towards, oh God, is he gonna make it or what's gonna happen? And they're gonna have to figure out real soon if they're gonna continue to go with him or they put in somebody at last minute like a uh, Michelle Obama OK, because he would probably step aside for one of the, you know, for Obama. If they said to him, OK, we're going to put Michelle in your health, do it for the good of the party, et cetera, et cetera. Then she doesn't have to campaign much. They do it like, you know, towards the end or whatever. Um, I don't know. That's what I'm afraid of. You freak me out with Michelle Obama stuff.
1: <laughs> Look, I, I think that they changed the order of their primaries. They they removed and stripped the delegates from Iowa and New Hampshire. That makes South Carolina a state with an absolute majority of African-Americans the Democratic primary. They're dominant. That's mm-hmm. a layup for Michelle if she's a candidate. Uh, she was the keynote speaker when they nominated Joe Biden. Her husband was the keynote speaker when they nominated John Kerry. Uh, her husband, Barack Obama, has written two biographies, essentially false narratives about his history. She's now written her second biography, also largely fictional. Uh, so uh, I think she's following in her husband's footsteps. And the more people tell me she doesn't want to run, the more I'm convinced that she is running. That's yes, the way The less
3: works. I believe it. Exactly. Then I'm fooling you and I. Let's be honest. No, 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 no. All right. So we always have to ask you about uh, your stone rules, okay? So give me a couple of quick stone rules for Trump campaign, what they should do now. Boom. Then the RNC and MAGA movement.
1: Uh, The rule for the Trump campaign is never quit. I mean, the president faces a tsunami of lawfare. Politically, I don't think he's ever been stronger. Uh, He's running a very smooth, very technologically proficient, extremely well organized uh, and very disciplined campaign. Uh, I think very, very highly uh, of uh, of Susie Wiles, mm-hmm. uh, who I've known for 30 years, uh, who is uh, the campaign chairman. She's doing I think a terrific very job. Chris, Chris LaCivita is one of the best technicians in the Republican Party. Uh, they've hired a first-rate group of operatives. They know what they're doing. They have a very solid plan for Iowa, for New Hampshire, for Nevada, for South Carolina, uh, and for every state, for that matter. Uh, And the campaign doesn't leak, which is a phenomena. They're doing a superb job. a
3: miracle, Uh, right, in and of itself.
1: But Trump supporters, uh, many Trump supporters are downhearted uh, about this tsunami of lawfare against the president, where the deck seems to be stacked in Fulton County, Georgia, in Washington, D.C., in uh, South Florida, where He has a greater prospect of a fair trial. And, of course, in Manhattan, New York. Uh, So I pray a lot about the outcome of this election. But above all, we can never walk away. We can never say it's hopeless. We must never give up. Never.
3: Okay, so that's for the Trump campaign. Pay attention to that, folks. And then what do you want to say uh, Stone's rule for the RNC? Implode yourself.
1: (laughs) Um, I, I would say uh, no particular rule comes to mind other than to say, uh, is it time to re-examine the way we're doing everything? Uh, it, what I would like to see, to be honest with you, is I'd like to see some medium to large size donor bring a lawsuit so we have a complete and total audit that every donor of the party can see, soft money and hard money, so we can see where our money is going. Oh, I yeah. think the FEC... The FEC reports uh, are relatively opaque. I'd like to see where our money uh, is uh, going. Uh, So that that would be my thinking on the RNC.
3: Oh, absolutely. Okay, so that's good. And for the MAGA patriots out there, can you give them a little bit of, uh, this is going to be Stone's uh, pep talk, so they don't get too discouraged by the lawfare against President Trump.
1: Uh, It's easy. It's the one I take from Winston Churchill. Attack attack, attack. They have the worst record. Joe Biden is the worst president in American history, whether it's gasoline prices or food prices or inflation uh, or the or, or open borders or the crime epidemic uh, or the fentanyl epidemic or the billions we have shipped to Ukraine, uh, where we, I think, are losing, our, our allies are losing the war. We must stay on the attack, Mm. Uh, This election is not about Donald Trump. This election is about the incumbent. All elections are about the incumbent. This election is about Donald Trump only in the sense that we can compare his record to the current record, but that's still about the current record. So we must remain on the attack uh, and we and we cannot go into a defensive mode. So this whole Trump is going to weaponize the criminal justice system against his enemies. No, they're the ones doing that. Trump is going to censor people. No, they're the ones doing that. Trump is going to set up concentration camps. Well, we're going to need to hold the illegals someplace before we deport them, which we have the authority to do. Yeah, As I said earlier, Dwight Eisenhower uh, d- successfully deported 1.3 million illegals. Uh, we have opened our borders. We have no idea who's coming into the country. Uh, terrorists, uh, criminals, uh, soldiers, uh, th- this cannot be sustained. So we must remain on offense and make this election about Joe Biden's record of disaster.
3: No, you're absolutely right. I love it. Let me tell you something. You're just the best. But I know I tell you that all the time. But boy, do I really mean it. My great friend, you are so fabulous. Everyone, you got to check out his podcast. It's sensational. Stone Zone. And you can catch him at 5 p.m. Eastern on Rumble. So make sure you download the Rumble app you subscribe to his channel, you turn on notifications and like his episodes so you never miss one. I just gave you a free commercial, honey. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's great. It's rumble.com slash Roger Stone. rumble.com slash Roger Stone. Please subscribe and check out today's show. Thanks.
3: Fantastic. All right, be well, my friend. See you again real soon. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, I'd
1: like to call Kimberly Guilfoyle the MAGA warrior princess. Uh, she was a distinguished lawyer and prosecutor, uh, now is the number one proponent for Donald Trump in the country. Uh, she is uh, does a great job. I appreciated being with her. Again, you can subscribe to this show by going to rumble.com slash Roger Stone. We will be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell,
0: and I'm excited to announce my new product, my coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, mystore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma taste and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. And I'm gonna give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform
1: for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. This is Roger Stone. You know, Winston Churchill loved a good cigar. So did Jack Kennedy, Mark Twain, and other notables. Whether you're an occasional cigar smoker or a regular cigar smoker, you need to know about My Patriot Cigars. These are premium handmade cigars out of Nicaragua, made with 100% long filler tobacco aged at least three years to give you the best possible smoke. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use promo code STONE and you get 15% off. There's also free shipping for orders over $100. Every box of cigars comes with a $10 e-gift card for your next purchase. Yes, it's a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and don't forget to use the promo code STONE. Please uh, go to MyPatriotCigars.com. Right now, a new special. We're actually 25% off. Uh, These are premium blended Nicaraguan cigars. Uh, They come in four different variations. There's one for every palate, depending on how strong a cigar you want. The Maduros are absolutely excellent, and the price is absolutely right. So please go to mypatriotcigars.com, and when you do, use a promo code STONE. Uh, Yesterday, um, I began uh, in our Q&A section to give you uh, the recipe uh, for my mother's, therefore my grandmother's, uh, meatballs. Uh, these are the greatest Italian meatballs on the face of the planet. Then we ran out of time. So uh, I hope you have a pen and pencil. I'm going to give you half a beat to go get a, a pen uh, or a pencil and some paper so you can get this down. But uh, first you uh, you chop some onions uh, and you saute them uh, in uh, a little olive oil, being very careful not to burn the onions. Uh, But once they are translucent, you then add uh, minced garlic. Now, garlic has a much uh, lower burning point than onions. You must be very, very careful not to burn the garlic. Uh, If you do, you have to throw the whole thing out and start over again. You then put all of those contents into a big bowl. You add three pounds of meat, uh, one pound of ground pork, one pound of ground beef, uh, and if you can take out a mortgage for it, uh, one pound of ground veal. Uh, You also put in uh, one and a half cups of fresh grated Parmesan cheese, three cups of breadcrumbs, three eggs uh, that have been whipped, uh, one teaspoon of oregano, one teaspoon of basil, one teaspoon of thyme, one teaspoon of margarine, uh, a ground uh, teaspoon of uh, coarse black pepper, and two uh, teaspoons of kosher salt. Uh, I add to that then three quarters of a cup of water, uh, and uh, I then form my meatballs, but keeping them relatively uh, soft in terms of the way they are packed. Now, you're going to take a uh, a uh, a dish pan, uh, a Pyrex plan of of water, and you're going to put it into the oven. Uh, You're going to put the oven at about 300 or 400 degrees, actually. Uh, And now you're going to brown those meatballs uh, in the olive oil that is left from when you sauteed uh, the onions and the garlic. Uh, And you're going to keep churning them so they never get flat, so they remain uh, the right uh, brown on all sides. Uh, but remaining perfectly round. Then place them on a cookie sheet. Remember, you have that water in the bottom rack of your oven that keeps your meatballs moist, uh, and you will cook for approximately 40 minutes. At the end of the 40 minutes, you take those meatballs off, out, you put them into your pre-prepared marinara sauce. Uh, We, uh, from parts of Connecticut, we uh, call it gravy, uh, and you will have, yes, the perfect meatballs the perfect meatballs so i hope you had time to write that down uh this weekend on my wabc radio show which you can watch at wabcradio.com, dr robert epstein will talk to you about how google manipulated our last presidential election and how they plan to manipulate our next presidential election uh the last of the old-time jewish gangsters Myron Sugarman uh, joins us to talk about the role that the mob played in defeating Nazism uh, and about uh, his views uh, regarding uh, the Middle East. Uh, and then lastly, uh, the iconic radio personality Mancow, uh, my great friend from Chicago, uh, will join us all on the WABC radio show, uh, The Roger Stone Show. That airs from four o'clock to 6 uh, o'clock p.m. on Sunday. Uh, That's uh, uh, Eastern time. Uh, And you can get it uh, by going to wabcradio.com, wabcradio.com. You certainly don't want to miss any uh, of that. Um, I do want to remind you that next week is the anniversary of the death, uh, murder actually, of President John F. Kennedy. And therefore, you might want to grab my book, The Man Who Killed Kennedy, The Case Against LBJ. Uh, This is uh, a New York Times uh, bestseller, uh, and uh, it explains how it was Lyndon Johnson who had the motive, means, and opportunity uh, to kill John Kennedy. Uh, You can get it by going to themanwhokilledkennedy.com. That's themanwhokilledkennedy.com. I'd hope to put there. There's the graphic. Uh, the man who killed Kennedy Let's show them the cover of the book. If you like murder mysteries, if you're into history, uh, this will tell you how John F. Kennedy was murdered by a cabal that included uh, the CIA, the Secret Service, the FBI, organized crime, uh, big Texas oil uh, and the national and international bankers. But the man at the helm. The man who E. Howard Hunt, uh, the famous CIA operative who was on the ground in Dealey Plaza that day, the man running the show was Lyndon Baines Johnson. By going to the man who killed Kennedy.com instead of going to Amazon.com, you get a autographed, personally autographed uh, copy of the book. Uh, and yes, I will personalize it for you if you include that information. Uh, in your order. So if you are interested in history, uh, if you're interested in the truth, if you don't buy the canard that Lee Harvey Oswald, a lone nut, allegedly a communist, uh, killed President John F. Kennedy and did so while acting alone, I urge you to get your copy. While you're at it, go to the Stone Zone at StoneZone.com. Uh, where you can also buy all my books, including that one, uh, in the store. But more importantly, you can get all of the uh, the Stone Zone videos from every day's broadcast. You can get uh, the past uh, WABC radio shows, including my iconic interview with President uh, Donald Trump. Uh, you can see the latest things that I have written. Again, StoneZone.com. Uh, it is absolutely free to subscribe. Now, anyway, we're at the end of the trail here. I'm Roger Stone. This has been the Stone Zone until tomorrow. God bless you and Godspeed.